if you have opportunity and the ability, of course, Reverend, we have. Let's do our best to record the teaching of this morning. Pastor, why? <clears throat> because it will form a kind of a foundation for further studies. We want to have a study on miracles. Our subject this morning is a study on miracles. This is a subject that we should have been probing into since a long many years ago. But we have not taken time to study much on it. The people that are in the secular world, they have uh, taken time to study some things. I believe that we also as spiritual people, we're supposed to study some things. So this morning, let's have a platform upon which you and me can build on to study some things about miracles. Shall we pray? Eternal Father, you know we love you. But the reason why we love you is because you first loved us and you shared abroad in our heart ability, supernatural ability to love. That's why we love you. Thank you. Thank you for opportunity to study your word together. We are endeavoring to study some things that you have put down here. We are endeavoring to study some things in the realm of the spirit. That you, the Father God, you have uh, instituted or constituted. So therefore I pray for two things, God supernatural enablement to make it very plain to the understanding of everyone and insight and spirit of revelation to your people to be able to grasp it and everywhere this word gets to you confirm it with signs following so we trust you for that for you will do miracles this morning in Jesus mighty name you and me should be experiencing miracles. Why are we born again? Why are we different? One of the reasons or ways by which we are different is that we are connected with the being who does more than ordinary. We are connected with God who can change things. That, that, that's why we are different. Look at the responsibility God puts on every generation. This is a generation. There were some generations before us. It is the responsibility of every generation to have or acquire knowledge about the world in their own generation so that they can make the best out of it. What do you mean by that, Pastor? We found ourselves now here with this particular generation. There are some certain knowledge that can help us to advance, to develop. 
there are some certain things we need to know. God is going to drop it on us. No, no. It's our responsibility as people that are here now to study the laws that are relevant to our age and take the best out of it. Do you understand that? For example, there was the industrial age. What is the industrial age, pastor? The industrial age is a period of history that encompasses the changes in economic and social organization that began around 1760. Well, let me simply put it like this. There was a time when machine was the rule of the game. You have heard of German machine. In those days, the nations of the world that rule others are the ones that are able to develop equipment or machines. That is why they became the ruler because as at that time, that was the relevant knowledge to capture or to lead in that generation. Is it the same now? No. We are in another age, generally speaking. We are in the age of information. So the nations of the world that are ruling now are not necessarily the ones that are able to make massive machines. But they are the ones that are able to disseminate, utilize information. So we are in the age of information. Have you noticed that when we were in university, there were some courses that we didn't reckon with? In fact, if you are the most brilliant, you will do some certain things. They will say, go and study law, go and study medicine, go and study engineering. Then there were some courses that we didn't give attention to. When I was in university, I'm not sure computer science had a, a definable department. Because it wasn't really the main thing. In those days, medicine. But look at, look at now. There are a lot of doctors that have not received salary in six months. <laughs> and that was what was prized at that time. But now, some things we didn't give attention to. Why? Because there is a change in the age. If my son wants to study engineering now, at the back of my mind, I'll be thinking, you have to go abroad eventually. Or else you become a mechanic here. <laughs> you know, you laugh, but it's just the truth. Or else you work in secretariat where you will never see machine. And you're an engineer. Why? Because this is a different age. That is why Unless you and me understand the laws that govern this age, we won't take the best out of it. Information, the knowledge, appropriate knowledge, is what catapults an individual to become the leader. The children of Israel were in Egypt. They were slaves. That affected their mindset. There is a difference between mindset of a poor person and poverty. 
the poverty mentality is stronger to break than poverty. Money will solve poverty problem. Money can solve poverty mentality issue. That is why as long as you still have that poverty mentality, you will always go back to poverty. It will always slide you down to poverty. That is why the problem of a poor man is more than lack of money. Unless you change the mentality, he will always remain poor. Lazarus was poor, not because God wanted to make him an example, but because he had poverty mentality. He was always seeking for crumbs. The Bible says that desiring crumbs that fell from the rich man's table, Luke 16, 21. So that poverty mentality, unless you change it in Lazarus, he will always be poor. It never came to his mind to borrow money from the rich man, yet he saw the rich man every day of his life because poverty mentality caged him. There were many graduates, I'm sure, in that town that we wish they could have 10 minutes with the richest man in the country so that they can download their ambition so that that man can sponsor it. But Lazarus had that opportunity all the days of his life and all he got was crumbs because that mindset shielded him from liberation. Are you here? I was the one that came last week also. <laughs> I just changed small. I just changed small. <coughs> this is what you get when I'm tired. <laughs> you better pray and get tired. <laughs> so, the poverty mentality is there. Now, the children of Israel were in Egypt. They were all slaves. God needed to liberate them. They are about to start a new generation. The knowledge they had can't move them. So what did God do? He orchestrated a system where Moses will be taught differently. So he was taught in the palace. They were slaves and there is a mentality to slave or slavery. It caged them. So they were not thinking right. How do you know, pastor? The day that Moses went out, and he saw one Egyptians and one Israelite fighting. And he helped the Israelites to destroy the Egyptians. The Bible says that he looked to and fro. He looked everywhere. He didn't see anybody. So he killed that man. But the Bible says that they eventually had. In fact, before he got to the palace, they have had. Who told them? Nobody saw them. It was the same man that was rescued. Why? His mentality. All the while he was being rescued, he kept thinking, you don't have a right to beat the master. I know I'm the one you are helping, but you don't have a right to beat the master. <clears throat> because his mindset was like that. That was why when Moses came up, Moses didn't take shit. He was brought up in an environment of liberty. He didn't understand slavery. He didn't understand why somebody will punish the other. And that was what they needed. That's why he became their master. Do you know that it took them extra 40 years in Egypt than they should have stayed? Because God needed somebody with a different knowledge. That is why 
the understanding is what puts someone ahead of others now the world moved you know first corinthians chapter 15 says that the first is natural then that which is spiritual things follow sequence pastor what do you mean many times ah, so many things put together but i've already said record it so that you listen to it over and over and over the scripture says in the book of isaiah the bible says i and the children that god has given unto me they are for signs and wonders what is a sign a sign is what we look at and understand what to do or the direction to follow the bible now says that i and the children that god has given unto me they are for signs and wonders that is you can look at them and understand god's purpose you can look at them and know the next thing to be done but in first corinthians chapter 15 the bible stated one principle he said first is the natural then that which is spiritual many times you see something happen in the natural you can see a replica of it in the spirit realm what is happening now this is a different age and that is why this is the age of information the world have taken a little bit of a faster leap than the church there are some certain things we're supposed to study in the church as far as the church is concerned one of it is miracles there must be some definite thing about miracle there must be some definite thing only we have been scared of to study some things you, you know what there are some certain things that we are even afraid of talking about because we are like you want to probe god you want to probe god i remember when i was much younger in our church somebody asked a question from our pastor he didn't know the answer you just turn it around you know when a masquerade is about to fall it will somersault up The guy said, excuse me, sir, you are teaching restitution, restitution. Suppose I have a wife that went stark mad. Do I have a right to leave her and remarry? <clears throat> Our pastor didn't know how to answer that. So he said, everybody listen, that's an example of evil thought. <laughs> <laughs> he said that's an example of evil thought. <laughs> we were taught not to think. The slightest way you think like this, somebody feel like, but God is not like that. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, the scripture says that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Do you know what the Greek says? People that diligently study him, investigate him god is not afraid of that we need to study some things about miracles miracles should be more common if we can study but things don't just fall on us we have to take time to study them that's why i want to talk about a few miracle code this morning we should be able to hallelujah do you notice some things are very easy for us now? 
Because over years we have heard the, about them. So we are enjoying them. But some things are still shady because we have not taken enough time to study them. One of it is miracles. So I want to talk about some things this morning. Follow me to 2 King chapter 4. 2 King chapter 4. Let's look at miracle code. Why do I use the word code? That, that, that one we need to first find out. I use the word code in one context. And it is this. There are some certain things that follows laws. The way we have physical laws. We have mental laws. <laughs> Look at an example of physical law is the law of gravity. It will work for carnal, spiritual, or whoever. When the devil told Jesus in Matthew 4, Luke 4 to jump, he didn't jump. He wanted him to violate physical law. Don't ever forget this statement. When you violate natural physical law, only mercy can help you. <laughs> Look at it like this. If he had jumped, only mercy could help him. Yeah. Only mercy could help him. One of the physical laws is the law of rest. If you violate the law of rest, you will need mercy. There was a man of God, William Braham. He overworked himself and fell off and was sick for two years. He couldn't preach. And he was mightily used of God. He violated the law of rest. When you violate natural physical laws, only mercy can help you out. That is why, please, eat very well. Say, oh yes. Oh, yes. I remember this morning's scripture, so I took tea this morning. I'm bread and egg. <laughs> because one of the other laws is the law of eating well. The reason why God was able to keep them in the wilderness is that he fed them with manna. You are not going to leave this world twice. So make sure you eat well. That is why somebody can fast long fasting and die. Fasting is okay. But when you violate the law of common sense, you may die. A judge member of mine at one time told me and said, our mother's friend had ulcer, and the doctor told her not to go on long fasting. She disobeyed. She went on three-day fasting on a convention ground, and she died there. She probably thought that since we are going for convention. No, don't violate the physical natural laws. You will just put yourself at the hands of mercy. Philippians chapter 2, Epaphroditus. Look at Epaphroditus. He violated that law. Paul said it was God that had mercy on me. He said, if not, he would have died. And here was a fellow servant. Philippians chapter 2, <clears throat> verse 25. Yet I suppose it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor, and fellow shoulder, but your messenger, and he that ministered to my wants, 
For he long after you all and was full of heaviness because you have heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick nigh unto death. But God had mercy on him and not on him only, but on me also. Lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I sent him therefore more carefully that when you see him again, you may rejoice that I may be less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and all sorts in reputation. Look at verse 30. Because for the work of Christ, he was nigh unto death, not regarding his body. He didn't regard his life. When you neglect your body, you will depend on mercy to survive. <clears throat> as feeble as the physical laws are concerned, violating them is grave. It's of grave consequence. So eat well, rest very well. And you know, many husbands need to hear that. Because they work in the office, they don't eat properly, they get back home, they bring out their laptop, they work till night, they, you know, have common sense in life. Everybody say, oh, yes. <clears throat> because physical loss, as feeble as they are, violating them can be very grave. We have mental loss. Why didn't Jesus jump? Because physical loss will always work. We have mental loss. Have you realized that God didn't put prosperity in prayers? No. There are some mental loss. If you don't get it, pray to it tomorrow. When you receive a miracle of finance, if you don't have mental capacity, if you are not financially literate, it will go. No matter how much you have. Have you found out that money is not your only problem? It's one of the least. <laughs> I would rather you have financial, be financially literate than have money. If you are not financially literate, no matter how much you have, it will go. If you are financially literate, no matter how poor you are, you will become rich. It's a function of time. I knew I would become rich when I was very poor. A pastor came to check me. I owe about three million. And I told him, I said, my brother, watch it. I have mastered how to become rich. I said, you will be counting rich pastors in Nigeria. You will, start, you will count me one day because I know how. And I told him, I said, you are richer than me now. I am three million in the red, but I know how to become rich now. How did I know? I started reading. It follows mental laws. That is why you people that are lazy in reading, it's not a weakness. It's wickedness. That is self-attack. Never, 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 never condemn suicide bomber because you are one. <laughs> that reminds me. I have some books in that car. They were meant for somebody else. I think you people should buy it. Uh, I think you people should buy it. If you don't read, forget it. That it follows mental laws. You inherit something from your father. Check out people that inherit money. How many of them really make it? How many really break even? Very few. Look at generations of people like MK, Wabiola, and Co. They came out from poverty. 
they understood how to be rich. None of their children ever get to their level. Yet their children were born in millions. Don't you think? What was the difference? Those MKO generation, they understood how. The children were born in blessing. They don't understand how to multiply it. That is why that mental loss is important. Listen, while you are poor, acquire it. You will become rich one day. While you are poor, acquire it. You will become rich one day. It is a law. The same way when something comes up and comes down, it is the way that also works. That's why I beat my chest. I told the guy, I said, you will see I'll become very rich. The first property I bought, I didn't have a dime. I took away the I sold the car that I have. I, I struggled. Why? Because I've, I've known how to get it done. If you see me in red, it is not because I bought something frivolous. No. It is because I invest in something that will be better tomorrow. That is why if you don't learn how to crawl when you can walk, you are not ready to become rich. If you are defined by the size or the type of your suit, you don't understand what we are talking about. If you are crying because you are using Tokumbo car, keep on crying. <clears throat> you are a baby. When you are able to buy a brand new car, buy Tokumbo. Sometimes, that's how to go about it. Are you still there? So this mental loss, it works. Do you know that it is what works when it comes to marriage? Yeah. I discovered that when we were at university, we were very spiritual. People that are light, they got married before us. We will go to the mountain, they will buy burger. <coughs> and it looks like, why? I mean, we love God, we serve God. Somebody is working technical, they are the first to come, they are the last to leave. They will not get someone to marry. Some light brethren that we will be following up. Brush ye, do your best. Brush ye, come to church. Come to church. <coughs> they are the ones that we just do like that and they will get married. So I had to sit there and say that, where does God put marriage? It doesn't look like it's in the spiritual. They understood that there is a difference and the response of people to tantalizer and retreat where you went to preach or pray is different. The Bible says that man looks at the outward. God looks at the heart. They understood the outward side of it. We concentrated on the heart. We were obvious to God. The lady didn't see us. <laughs> that is why if somebody wants to really help you, it shouldn't just be, come, let's agree together and pray about who you will marry. Change the way you dress. Change the way you look. You don't have good manner. It is difficult to get a wife or a husband. From my personal experience as a pastor, I find out that people that are stingy don't easily get married. Be more generous. Smile. It doesn't cost you anything. Don't be stingy with smile. Because all these things, they work. That's how it works. 
God governs this earth by laws. And thank God for that. That's why he's more predictable than man. Do you understand that we can predict God more than man? We don't know what you will do. But we know what God will do. God is not going to say, I'm so excited this Sunday. I will not allow afternoon to be. You will just from morning jump to evening. God is not going to do that. We know afternoon will come. That is why, my brother and sister, are you now seemingly wounded? Things are tight for you. There is something about time that heals things. Another season will come. He said as long as the earth remained, there will always be the dry season. There will always be the rainy season. Hallelujah. So the condition that seemingly is awful will not be permanent. God sets rules like that. And he doesn't change it. He doesn't change it. That is the amazing thing. He doesn't change it. Second King chapter 4. Here was a prophet that was poor. Look at Second King chapter 4 verse 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah. Unto Elijah saying, my servant, thy servant, my husband is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. He must have hold a lot. Here is a prophet that fear God. God didn't violate his rule. Can you believe that? He died in, in depth. He must have held all the way lay people. And they are the ones that will be tough enough to come and take his children. They didn't even give regard for the dead man. Why will, what will God be doing and allow his prophet to die in poverty? God couldn't help you. He has set laws. The prophet violated the laws and is dying in poverty. Oh, when somebody says, may you not die in poverty, before you say amen. If I don't even say amen to things like that, I will be thinking, the way I am going, I can't. That, that's the fact, I can't. The way you are going, where will you end? You will know. It doesn't have to rain before you know the, run, the direction of the running water. Are we still here or we have gone home? So you have mental laws, you have physical laws. The amazing thing is this. Come on. When you violate these laws, it's as if God will look one side. Yeah. It's as if God will look one side. One man came to a pastor and said, Pastor, can I go on 21 days fasting? Since with God, things are possible. The pastor said it's true. You can arrange a befitting barrier for you. Because with him, all things are possible. That pastor knows that God will not violate his rule. He won't. He won't say because you are fasting, you are simulating doing spiritual things. He operates by laws. And this is what led us to think like this. There must be laws that governs miracles. We only need to study. There must be laws. I'm going to say some certain things this morning. The interpretation is on your own. But learn, learn, there must be laws. If physical laws work so definitely, if mental laws work so definitely, uh -uh, then spiritual laws also must work so definitely. Look at the code for salvation. Let's look at it. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 from verse 9. <clears throat> I was thinking about this. 
I had one unusual experience. I call it unusual because of the way it hits me. Romans chapter 10. And that's for me to start studying like this. Verse 9 says that <clears throat> if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Hmm. This Romans chapter 10 verse 9 is fascinating. And I will subject every one of you to your experience when you got born again. This Romans 10 9 says that if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Let me ask us a question. I got born again in an open air crusade. They said, if you want to give your life to Jesus, come to the front. So I raised my hands up and I went to the front. Let me ask you, maybe you had similar experience with mine. Do you know that I didn't really understand what they preached? They just said, come forward. And I came forward. They said, say after me. I was saying after them, I didn't really comprehend what I was saying. And I got saved. How many of you had the experience that when you got saved, you really didn't understand what they said you were saying? Raise up your hand. Okay, good. You, you know most of the time we don't really understand. And we will be changed. We don't really understand what they say. say. They just say, say after me. And we say after them. Then they say you are born again. We say okay. <laughs> and we just got changed. Not even knowing what we are saying. Why? Because it's a formula. It's a code. It's a code that unlocks the spirit of man to eternal life. I'll give you two examples. There was one incident I had of, of an Indian. You know Indians are usually on the short side. But there was one of them that was a giant. Maybe mutation of cells or something like that. It was exceptionally big. They said that whenever there is trouble, it takes about six policemen to handle only him. Because it's exceptionally huge. He doesn't go to church except to crush and scatter the church. There was a couple, an American couple. They were missionaries. This happened in one of the East African countries. They were operating, they were handling the church. One day, the husband went to U.S. to converse for more support for the mission work. The wife was the one preaching. Note, Indians are not generally on the... Uh, education, high education level, especially many years ago. So when you want to preach to them, you use small, small example, you use simple example that they can comprehend because they are low educationally. So this woman missionary was teaching, preaching on whoever called on the name of the Lord shall be saved. She needed to make it so simple that they could understand. Guess what? This giant just came into the service. Of course, when he came, everybody thought he was going there to break the pulpit again. So everybody kept quiet. They were shocked. He sat down. And he listened to the sermon. And when the preacher, a woman preacher said, if you want to give your life to Jesus, you have heard that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. May you come forward there. 
and uh, receive him into your heart. When everyone saw this Indian stood up, everybody sat down. All the sinners sat down. Because <coughs> you, you, you don't know what he's going to do. They were shocked that he came down and knelt down. When the ushers got to themselves that, oh, it seemed as if God had touched him. They were coming to help him to lead him to Christ. By that time, he had stood up and was going back to his seat. Oh, say, they now said, no, no, that's not how it is. You, you know, no, no, no. He said, I'm saved. They said that we will lead. He said, I'm saved. Then he now said, didn't you hear what the preacher said? He said, whoever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I even called him twice. He just knelt down and said, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> and was going back. And he was saved. They said that he won more people to the church than every other person put together. Why? It's a code. It's a code. The second experience I had that really led me to study is this. One day on uh, Bond FM in Lagos, here, I was teaching on salvation and after the teaching i don't even think salvation was the exact uh, topic but i quoted this romans 10 9 in the course of teaching and now said if you want to give your life to jesus i want to change your nature say after me and i just led them in that prayer based on romans 10 9 I was shocked that when one woman called me, she started by saying, Paitowa, I'm an Alaja. And uh, I was sitting in front of our house. I was playing Ludo with neighbors. Then we started listening to you. Your teaching is kind of interesting. So we stopped playing Ludo and started listening to you. When you said... We should say something after you. I said it. Now, see where I'm going. Yeah, I remember full story now. Actually, what I taught on radio was how to be filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. That was my subject that day. Yes, I remember now. Listen, I taught them that you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, but it was on radio. I wouldn't know the status of people listening, whether they are born again, or they are not born again. So in leading them to be filled with the Holy Ghost, I included that Romans 10, 9. So that if any of them is not born again already, they will be born again in the course of being filled with the Holy Ghost. Do you understand? So I said, if you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, say after me, I believe God raised Jesus from the dead. I confess Jesus as Lord. I already included that one in the conversion. So that those that are not born again will be born again. Now listen. Do you know that the woman said, we are, I'm an Elijah. We were playing Ludo. Your teaching was interesting. So we stopped and we started listening. We did everything you said we should do. I am speaking in tongues now. What do I do again? <laughs> now this is what I want to show you. This is a stark Muslim that knows nothing. She just had me and follow it. 
and it worked for her. It's easier to get people saved than you realize. Why is this so difficult? It's because you have had somebody talk about it before and have made it complex. It's easier than you think. It's a code. It's like somebody says, jump up, you will come down. You don't need Riyasa. It's a law. You will come down. When she said that, <laughs> those are very few situations in life that I will find myself and somebody will ask me a question and I won't know the immediate answer. But I was able to help her anyway. I said, keep listening to me. Because how do you answer an Alada <laughs> that you don't know that just God filled with the Holy Ghost and he's speaking in tongues and he's on radio. You can't see her. What do you advise her? I said, keep listening every week. As, as you keep listening, I can't even say start going to church. It's almost as if she unconsciously did it. She herself didn't know what will happen. She said, Pastor, I'm speaking in tongues. And the people that were playing Ludo together, we are all speaking in tongues. <laughs> I, I have seen, I've received over 300 texts of people that spoke in tongues on radio when I minister. I always believe that there must be more than 3,000 because I use Jesus' ratio, those lepers. When 10 people get healed, only one will come back. If you receive 300 texts, 3,000 people must have spoken in tongues. <clears throat> so, it got me to think that, come, it's not so difficult. That is why this morning when I woke up, I sent texts to people that partners to the ministry. I said, thank you. You know why? You just don't know what you are doing. You just don't. When we get to heaven, you will be glad. Because at the back of my mind, I'm like, oh. So sometimes I will run a series for old people in Ocean State. Maybe I, have, I, I teach on, uh, in Elisha Radio, then in Undo Radio and Akure. So sometimes, I would just be like, if you are 60 upward, every one of you start saying this after me. I have led more people unconsciously to salvation than many people by intention. Because I saw that. If you get them to do that, you will get the result. Whether they understand it or not. It's like you tell somebody, jump up, you will come down. Whether he understands it or not, you will come down. Because it's a law. As sure as heaven is, it will work. You will never see anybody that will do that intentionally that will not be saved. No power in hell can stop it from working. It is impossible. It's a law. Then I saw another law. Ephesians chapter 1. This one is as mysterious as that one. Why do you say it's mysterious? <laughs> I'm going to say something. I know God will enable me to put it right. See, how does believing that God raised Jesus from the dead, confessing him as Lord, have such an effect on the spirit of man? E -e there is no direct connection. How do I put it? Okay, I will explain it. You will get it better when we look at this Ephesians chapter 1. There is a code there 
I have never seen anyone that will use it that will not get the result. I'm talking about the code that opens the spirit of a born-again Christian to see revelation knowledge of God's word. It's a code. It must be a code because I've never seen anyone that it will not work for. I've never. Ephesians chapter 1. See what the Bible says in verse 15. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who do believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. This prayer, he said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that God will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. This is another code. If you are born again here, if you have not prayed this prayer over and over and over for yourself, you don't know the Bible as you ought to. You may think you know. I have never seen anything that works like magic, like this prayer. Everybody say magic. It works like magic. When I was in university one day, I was born again, of course. I was even a pastor. I was reading this. Then something inside of me said, start praying this prayer for yourself. So, I started praying it for myself. I remember we were doing one exam one day, agricultural extension exam. I read a Greek accounts. Because I was praying this prayer, it was like a compulsion. I don't know. I was indirectly led. I was praying this prayer over and over. I'll be walking on the road. I will say that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him, causing my eyes of understanding to be enlightened, that I may know what is the hope of his calling. I was praying it over and over and over and over and over and over. We were doing an exam one day. And when I enter... <laughs> I'm usually the last to enter. I just enter like I'm not a student. So the only space was in front. So they said I should go and sit down there. I sat down there. I almost couldn't help it. I look at my paper like this. I said, God, that you give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of you. I w I I'm sure my mates, they will think that I was praying about the exam. I was just praying that prayer continuously. What was the result? I started knowing things. I started knowing Bible in, in all humility. You know I know Bible. I mean, if you don't know I know Bible, you don't know much. <laughs> I know Bible. I teach based on the level you can understand. If you are around last week, you will not think that, oh, this, this man, this old man, I'm not that old. <laughs> I told the Yoruba people, I said, you people, you better brush up. I have a lot of things to teach you. You know the way they look at this? They say, ah, but our one knows things. He can teach a lot of... They didn't even know that I'm just teaching elementary. Because that's what they understand. 
So sometimes, I'm sure, if I say there is a lot to study, they will say, what else? <laughs> they will say, what else? Yeah, there are a lot to still study. You will start saying things. You will start. I started knowing Bible. Some things you have read before, it will be done on you. It is like it has a way of making it part of your experience. Somebody might tell you that yeah, yeah, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You will think you know it. But when you see it, it will then start working. It must be a code. In study, and I find out that there have been people that God have mightily used for the church. One of such people is T.L. Osborne. God used T.L. Osborne for demonstration of power. Hmm, for demonstration of power. He had more miracles as far as record is concerned. More than anybody, living or dead. Because he had crusade in over 100 nations with spectacular healings. So he had more healings recorded. So God do use people like that. Ora Robert was mightily used. T.L. Uh, Benzie Dowser was mightily used. There are a lot of people. Brokumuyi mightily used. But when it comes to God, using some people in understanding or bringing forth revelation of God's word, you cannot equate Kenneth He again, He W Kenyo with anybody else. And I now find out that, yeah, God used some people in the area of mighty power. But when it comes to revelation knowledge, checking through the world, checking through the history, I could not pinpoint a single person that was not led to pray this prayer. Talk about Kenneth Hagin, E.W. Kenyon, uh, Chris Oyaki Lume. Every single one that has revelation knowledge of God's word, pray this prayer. Tunde Joda, every single one, without exception. <laughs> without exception. What does that tell me? It's a code. It will work for anybody. Catch this. Do you know this? What I use for Anglican churches, Baptist churches, I pray it for them as a denomination. Very soon you will see they will catch up. Very soon you will see that they will, it will be affecting their theology. Because it's a code. You can pray it for a whole denomination. You can say about your parents are going to these churches. Your mom is born again, but they don't know. We can get them to know more. Let's pray this prayer that God will give unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Say, oh, yes. <clears throat> now, that is a code. If that is a code, then there must be code for miracles also. That's where we are going. If there is a code for salvation, and it will work on anybody. If there is a code for understanding the revelation of God's word, and it will work for any believer. There must be code for working miracles. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Look at what the Bible says. Verse 5. The Bible says, He therefore that ministered to you the Spirit 
and worketh miracles among you. Doeth he by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. In that particular passage, the Bible talks about he that works miracles among you. I want you to take note of the construction. He didn't talk about he that God work miracles through. No. He didn't even say he that God used to work miracles. He said he that work miracles. How did he do it? He said it is by hearing of faith. So there must be something about that and miracles. There must be something about that and miracles. Because this guy got to their means and he worked miracles among them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Pastor, why? Because he understood the code. These are some of the things we should have been studying for ages. But sometimes we are scared. Sometimes we don't even want to go beyond where those that have gone past dropped it. We don't want to. We are scared. And sometimes, rightly so. But generally speaking, rightly so. But specifically speaking, some of us need to take a little bit of boldness and go a little bit further. Say, oh, yes. That is how it works. Remember, first the natural, then the spiritual. The way it works in the natural is that you see scientists will study. When they get to a point and they die, the generation that follows will take it off from that. That's why they have been able to go far. Why is Nigeria going around the circle? Because the government will come, they will do much, the next one will destroy all they have done, and start from zero again. That's why we don't advance. In the world of science, a generation will bring the study to a point. I was watching television, was it not yesterday, and they showed some pictures that they took in the satellites. Wow. You know, not long ago, some of the Russian uh, entertainers, the, the filmmakers, they went to the space to do some acting. So that very soon you will start seeing that when they, instead of using computer in the room to show the sky, you will see real picture. Uh, science have advanced to that. You know, we are still struggling with a uh, railroad. <laughs> you see that now, if you have the money, you and your wife, you can go to the space. You can just pay a visit. And it's not like uh, you go and stay one week there. No, you can go there and come back same day. You will just see the whole... They said the picture of the earth is so nice from the outer space. That, you, you know, you see the curves, you will just appreciate God more. Hallelujah. But how were they able to? Some people brought, started the study. They got to a point. The other picked it from that. No, there are codes for working miracles. That's why, to an extent... I know some things to an extent. If I tell you that you will go home with miracle, I am not praying. I am not praying. I am partly operating a law that I understand of which the time may not allow us to go so much into it, but we are going to take the edge of it. Say, oh, yes. Listen, when it comes to miracle, Second King chapter 4. See something. Let me show you the two sides of it. Verse 1. 
Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be born men. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, See, I, I want you to appreciate boldness of some people. I like this man, Elisha, here. Somebody came with need. And Elisha said, Fill him blank check. What do you want? Don't you see him like a doctor that says, I know how to get this done. I can give you syrup. I can give you injection. I can give you tablet. Which one do you want? He knows exactly. He, he said, what exactly do you want me to do for you? That means that you want that. he knows that he could do something. Blessed be our fathers. They are mighty. They are great. And they taught us and put our steps on the path that we are walking on. But sometimes in the bid to hide themselves from under the influence of people, thinking more of them than they are, they have seemingly left so much in the hand of expectancy until they themselves are no longer visible at all. But it works through man. Do you understand that? You don't need to. <laughs> it's a long statement. He said then, verse uh, Second Kings chapter 4, verse 2, And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thy handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, Thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy son and shall pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Here you will see how to work miracles. Elisha told that widow and said, go and borrow vessel. Why? What does that stand for? Capacity. Listen, when it comes to miracles, you have man's side, you have God's side. God is the supplier. You are the receiver. You determine how much you receive. Look at it. was this woman that determines how much she could take. How? By the number of vessels she could borrow. If she, if she had vessels till today, the oil will still be pouring. Because the source doesn't have an end. That is why when it comes to receiving miracle, you have your side. What is my side, pastor? Capacity to receive. Capacity to contain. Capacity to lay hands on. That is where working on yourself comes in. I will tell you the meaning of some certain things that we do. That, that, that we will understand some certain things. You notice that it was this woman that cried unto the man of God. She was expecting something. 
You remember John and Peter? They look at that crippled guy and said, What? Look on us. Expect something. Ex expect something. Let me ask you a question. You might be facing some tough challenges now. Something that is naturally impossible. Something that every single one here may, may not be able to believe that even God could do. You might be at a position whereby even you yourself you have written it off. And you are right to do that. Because naturally speaking, it is impossible. <clears throat> Can I receive miracle? No, you need to make adjustment. You need to make adjustment. You know, sometimes you have some problems, you don't put on prayer point again. Because one way or the other, you can't explain it, but you are like, I don't really think God can do this again. It's not a, a matter of God, it's you. What do you do? Increase your capacity. You may need to work on yourself in order to be able to receive it. God won't force it on you. So you create, you create the, the vacuum. Then the hair of God will flow in. Many a time. That is. You, you notice in the Old Testament. There is something you see in the Old Testament. You see it much in the Old Testament. You don't see it much in the New. Vow. You know people vowing and say, God, if you do this, I will do this. I want you to understand what vows do. It has nothing to do with God. It has everything to do with you. It's creating the capacity in you. It, it's, it's creating the capacity. Listen to this. When that Anna said, God, if you give me a child, I'm going to give, it back, give him back to you. It's interesting. <laughs> in those days, they understood a little bit about what ministry contains, consists of. Because they took it as a sacrifice. <coughs> A woman will throw a party if his son is becoming a pastor now. <laughs> but Anna said, I'm going to give you. It's a sacrifice. It was a great sacrifice. Because it will, she would have preferred better after she had looked for a child for so long to be able to stay at home with his child. But she, she saw it as a sacrifice. It is to create capacity. That is why. If you ever hear anybody that says, I'm selling a book. If you buy it for 2,000, God will bless you. If you buy it for 5,000, God will bless you more. If you buy it, no, 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 no. They are missing it. They are missing it. If somebody said, the more you give is the more God will give. Your giving has nothing to do with God. It has absolutely nothing. It is you that it has to do. Let me tell you what, what, what I mean. I'm trusting God for a huge amount of money. And it's like this. This money is huge. It's even huge for my faith. God. But I, 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 I want this thing done. I want this thing done. Then I can make up my mind. I'm going to give something that will affect my heart. It will create capacity. It's like it will disturb. I will know I've given. You know, you, every one of us have given offering before that you didn't know you bring anything out of your money, out of your pocket. It's so easy. It's so. But you give some things. Like, 
You give it and you are like, it's so difficult for you to release it. Until the usher said, pass the next person. <laughs> because you have never gotten to that level. Our giving increases our capacity to receive. That, 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 that's it works on us. It's not God. God will bless you if you are stingy to an extent. He said, consider the sparrows. They don't sow. They don't reap. God still feed them. So he gives stingy people. Say, oh yes. You are a living example. <laughs> he will still give you. But you can increase your capacity to get more. That is what giving does. So sometimes you are like this. God, what I need is enormous. In fact, the level of my container can't contain it. I have to create space. So I can sit down and say, this is what I do normally. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether I've ever lived a week without giving something to someone. I don't think so. <laughs> I give continuously. That's why I reap continuously. Say, oh yes, I will reap money today again. Why? I gave money yesterday. I'm giving money today. You know I owe your daughter. I've brought her money. I must give. You must give every day. Why? So that you reap every day. You are waiting for the time for special miracles. No. Start increasing your capacity. So sometimes in a meeting like this, that's what vows does. You be like, ah, God, you know. God, you know. I don't really have all. I don't really have all. It will take everything that I have to give this thing. God has nothing to do with it. No, no, not at all. It's you. But that thing will create a bigger capacity inside of you. You are, you are able to contain more. The, uh, the supplier, the oil kept flowing. Oil has nothing to do with the number of vessels. But how much the widow has, has to do with the number of vessels. So sometimes, you challenge your heart in order to increase the capacity to receive. Or to contain. That is what vow does. Vow us. Vow doesn't make prayer more answered. Vow only has affect the receiver and your capacity to receive. That is why, when you get there and Bishop Oedeko gave one testimony of one woman. She said they wanted to start their church many years ago in Maiduguri. And they were looking for accommodation. And one woman said, I have a house there that you can use. And the woman gave the house for the church. Now, I'm talking about many, many years ago. Bishop Edeko said, God gave that woman a miracle of 12 million. That was when money was money. I, I'm sure the whole house can be more than maybe 1 million or 1.5 million that time. And God gave the woman 12 million. See, what that woman did was to increase her capacity to receive. 
Have you ever thought about it? That God doesn't spend money. He doesn't spend all that we have. Why will he say we should give? He's for our sake. He's for our sake. That is why, please, grow. Grow. I, I know you have been you releasing your faith to get a... You are in a bus stop. You use your faith to get a bike. It's good. But grow. Mm-hmm. Grow that level. Challenge yourself. Yeah. Challenge, challenge yourself. Walk upon the capacity to contain. Then you will increase the size of your miracle. That, that is the truth. That is the truth. You increase the size of your miracle. You know what I do? My wife caters. And most of the big men of God in the body, when they want to do whatever, they always ask her to do it. What I do is to open my ears. Whenever I hear a man of God, especially older men of God, that wants to do something, maybe birthday, maybe whatever, I'll just see a possibility of paying for the catering. Yes. I'll just see a possibility of paying for the catering. To help them. No, to help me. (laughs) Yeah, to help me. That's why... It's only a few things that will happen to me that I'll be shocked. Because I've done things that will shock a lot of people for them. I'm increasing my capacity daily. Increase your capacity. We are talking about how to work miracles. First, work on yourself. See, see, if you are stingy, you will reap it. It is not a cause. It is not a prayer. That is how that thing works. That is the thing. Why is it that some people... I, I, I was teaching one Anglican church. And I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> you know, those people. They said, Pastor, come and talk about giving. I said, Venerable, I will blast all of you if I come. Oh. He said, we need it. I said, it's okay. So when I got there... In the course of the teaching, I said, do you know why you people are poor? I said, you are angry against the Costa. You will say they have money. They will always have more money than you. I said, let's check your offering. You still give 50 naira. Some of you give 20 naira. And you say you are poor. You should be poor if God is just. I said, I said that's why. You don't give. You don't receive. This thing follows us. Hallelujah. It follows us. Increase your capacity to receive. You will be receiving more. That is important to miracles. That, that is important to miracles. You will just receive in proportion to which you can contain. I told them. I said, you will be sitting down there. All you are after is the fault of uh, Pentecostal. You will be hungry that they have money. How will they not have money? They don't give like you people give. I said, I'm sure some of you gave coins. They started laughing. (laughs) There are some of these things that follow laws. Galatians chapter 3 verse 5 again. He therefore that ministered to you the spirit 
and worketh miracles among you, doeth he by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Look at it. Imagine the hand to grab miracle. I told you that there are two sides to miracles. There is the side of the supplier. There is the side of the receiver. I have been talking about you working on the receiver because the, the supplier doesn't have problem. Anytime you think about miracles, please, think of the sun. Hallelujah. Do you know that we don't need to pray. We don't need to confess. We don't need to believe that there will be the sun. As long as we do not cover the sun, the sun will be there. Say, oh, yes. So as far as the supplier is concerned, God issues miracles continuously. This man, John Jesse Duplantis, was taken to heaven. He said he saw on the throne of God. Baby is coming out. That those babies were scrambling, saying, let me become a man on earth. Let me become a man on earth. That continuously spirits were coming. Spirit of babies were coming from him. That's how miracles come out from him. Oh, increase your own capacity and direct it towards you. How do you direct that miracle towards you? You have read about the woman with issues of blood. That woman, she said something. She said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. You know what we can learn about that woman? What we can learn about the woman is that when it comes to working miracles, really, it's us that is important. Once you position yourself right, ah, you can get miracles like this, like this. If I can be in a bad or in a radio station and I minister baptism of the Holy Spirit, everywhere they can hear the word. The power of God went to meet them there. There is no distance. There is no hindrance if you have the factor. What's that factor? Faith. Faith. I want to show us something here. That woman said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Do you know that she will never be made whole until she did that thing? What is the purpose of that thing? That thing is what she has put as the point at which she will grab the miracle. The miracle is used from God continuously. But you will determine when you will be ready. I, 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 I'm looking for level of believers that will be intelligent enough to say, ah, this need is much, but I'm not in a position to pray yet. I'm not ready for it yet. Let me take small time more. What does that small time mean? Let me try to work on my faith more. Let me create a, a situation whereby I can believe God. Let me get ready to collect. Remember, God gives continuously. You might not be ready to collect. That woman wouldn't be ready to collect until she touches the hem of his garment. It's like this, she said, when I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Immediately she touched it. Miracles went and miracle happened. Let me tell you something. No matter what you are passing through, it's a small thing to God. In fact, every one of you, listen. Let me tell you one thing about miracles. When Jesus performed miracles, 
Miracles often in the Bible work towards everybody. Hmm, how do I put it? There is something about miracle that is slightly different from healing. Miracles often encompass everybody. Even this oil flowing. You remember it blessed everybody. Am I right? Both the buyer and why? Because there was issue on the ground. When Jesus performed miracles for 5,000, every one of them heard. When they walked through the Red Sea, every one of them walked through the Red Sea. An angel appeared to the children of Israel. Every one of them saw the angel. So miracles often happen to everyone. What I'm saying that is this. Everyone here, no matter the type of miracle that you desire, you can go home with miracle. Miracles often work in a plural way. There is no one here that shouldn't go home with miracles. How? He said the person that did it, did it by faith. If you are here and you can believe and say, when pastor pray, I will just say that thing is done. That's all. Yeah. It's as simple as ABC. But remember I said, there are some situations that over a period of time, you have tried and tried and tried and tried, so you are sincerely tired. So what do you do? Start waking it up now. Start waking it up, Dad. All right. And I'm going to put it up again as a prayer point. I'm going to put it up again as a prayer point. I'm, 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 going, to, I'm going to resurrect that thing. Oh, I seem to have given up on it. But listening to God's word now, I'm, I'm going to... Where is that our keyboardist? Yeah, come and sit down here and, and play the keyboard. So I, I, I'm going to work on it now. I'm going to steer it up again. I'm going to bring it up. Let me start preparing myself to believe for it again. There are some of us that may be in that situation now. You have already counted it as a done deal, as a project that you have failed. But you are like this. I'm going to wake it up again. I'm going, you, you, you might have even perfected alternative. Because you have been thinking like, ha, there is a brick wall. There is a brick wall. But they said there is a shortcut here. But you are, you are not wrong because it's over a period of time that you have started thinking like that. But this is another opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to make inside adjustment. I'm going to make inside adjustment. And I'm going to correct some certain things. Do you know why sometimes you must have heard of testimony of some people? They will say that I was trying to believe God for something. Then when I was praying, God said, go and forgive someone. Have you heard of things like that? What happened is this. God, miracle is always there. God, the giver, doesn't have a problem. I, I am the receiver. But some things are blocking you from receiving. So we just say, no, go and forgive that person. You see, I don't have a problem in giving you. you are, it's that thing that is stopping it. Almost every time, once you forgive the person, you don't need prayer again. You will just see that miracle will just land. What he's telling you is that something is blocking it from landing. That is what happened. Something is blocking it from landing. You just make that judgment, that decision, and the miracle will be dropped. That is why sometimes he works miracles. 
He is ready to give. He gives every time. You and me need to walk in such a way that we prevent. We don't prevent the miracle from landing. Sometimes when he tells you make adjustment, it's not for his sake, it's for your sake. Because that is like the DHL is already bringing it. But there is nobody at home to receive it. So he's telling you, tell somebody to wait at home to receive that thing. You need that in order to have to lay your hands on that miracles. Listen to this. There are many people, sometimes the devil will tell you, you are not spiritual enough. God can't give you. Go and sit down. God gives carnal people. God gives bad people. If you are bad, God will give you this money. It has nothing to do with whether you are good or not. I've told you, walk your side. Forget about his own side. He's a miracle worker. There is nothing you need from him that he can't do. Just walk on your side. Sometimes walking on your side is when he gives you small, small instruction. You may say something like, go and apologize to that person. Because that is disturbing him from dropping the miracle for you. That is, that is just injuring him. You just, we just whisper to you, stop, don't, don't do this again. Don't do that again. Do you know why he asks us not to sin? Do you know it's for our sake? It's not for his own sake. If you sin, that doesn't affect God. That doesn't make God unholy. It's you. We are the receiver. Oh, and I'm telling you, once he tells you make adjustment, you can be sure you can start dancing from that onward. Because what it means is this: that is the only thing stopping that thing. Make that small adjustment. And when you are ready, it's as easy as the woman touching the hem of his garment. You will just find out that it is there. So what do you need this morning? I will just pray. You know what makes it miracle is this. What makes it miracle is you don't need to invest as much energy, as much time, and you get it done. That's what makes it miraculous. There's a church nearby here. They said that we come. I'll, I'll go and minister to them again. And in December. Is it triumphant assembly or something like that? So the pastor said, I should come and talk of miracles one day. So I thought of miracle. Two Sundays. One Sunday I thought of miracle. Then the following Sunday I talked of miracle also. Then the following day after the teaching. The pastor said, one of the folks that came to church called him and said, Pastor, there is a project that we filed him for, for some time. And they, they just call me now, that I should come, that they have sorted it out. I think he said something like 192 million project, million naira project. See, let me tell you something. God is a miracle worker. Catch this, everyone. Just watch this week that we just started. You will witness miracles. Miracles are things that we, we, you can't explain. Miracles are like that. You just can't explain. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that is why things that you can't explain. If we are here and I pray for one hour, I doubt whether it's a miracle. Because the effort I will have done, the strength I will have used, will be so much. But when you just pray like this, 
And I tell you that within the week you will experience miracle. And when things beyond your comprehension happen, you will say this is a miracle. This can be natural. This can be natural. But you see, in the course of things like this, all you need is faith. And when we talk about that faith, it's not so it's not Greek. What is faith? Faith is that when pastor pray, that's all. That's that's faith. Do you notice that when Anna, Anna, after she had prayed, the Bible said her countenance changed. She just stopped being sorrowful. She was not pregnant. Nothing has happened. She just stopped being sorrowful. Why? She has received it. Do you know that after this service, that's what you do. You just stop being sorrowful. You just, you just can't it down. You just can't. It is as simple as that. You just can't it down. Oh, I, I, I have seen miracles. I am thinking of traveling. I'm thinking of traveling. And uh, it's like traveling to a no man's land. Do you know that I have not prayed one minute about it? This is why. I, I always believe in miracles. When I'm going to a place I've never been before, I just believe that from immediately I'm landed like this, I'll be looking around for miracle. I'll be looking around that maybe somebody will just come to me and say that, come here, God has sent me to you. That's what I just always believe. It always works. Expect miracles. See, Jesus raised Lazarus. You may not then raise Lazarus, but when you get to heaven, uh-uh, when now we'll be talking about the flood, you also will be able to say some things. We may not be in the flood, but uh, I top God. That I, I witness his power. I saw the way he works things out. Many years ago, I was working as a pastor in the village of Amuro. That was during the time of Babangida. And they said that nobody should have crusade in the land because of riot in Kaduna or Kano that time. And we wanted to have crusade. And uh, we went to the police to take permit. They said, Pastor, you also heard of what they said. We cannot violate the federal rule, but on one condition. If you go to Isalu, the headquarters of the police, and you get permission from them, you will hold it. We won't have a choice. I said, no problem. So I told the fellow in church, the only elder we had, Bro Joe. I said, let's go. When we got to the police station, we discussed with the DP who there. Excuse me, sir. I'm a pastor in Efuamuro. We want to have crusade. We are not violent people. It's to be a blessing to the people. They said we need permission. Oh, the man said you need permission. But he said you also, you are aware of the trouble in the land. There's a riot in Kano. And because of that, the federal government lay embargo on open hair meeting. Don't you have a church environment that you can use? I said we don't have. Oh, he said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not that I'm a bad man, but I'm just sorry. You also can understand. I said, I understand. He was explaining to me and the elder and the policeman who is their typist. So when we left them, he told the man, he said, I'm, I'm sorry, pastor. It is beyond me. Is is order from Abuja. I said it's okay. So 
when we enter the typist, the policeman's uh, office, he now typed it that they didn't permit us to hold the crusade. Then he brought it out and showed me. He said, Pastor, is this okay? I said, it's not okay. He said, what do I type? Say it. So I started dictating that you are permitted to hold crusade. So after he finished typing, he showed me, is it okay? I said, it's okay. But the next thing is to go to the DPO because we need to sign it. Let me tell you, God is a miracle worker. I, 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 I am not telling lies. I have seen God work. God works miracle. God is, God is awesome. Do you know that as we left that typist office, as we were going to the DPO service, one yellow woman, I like yellow people. God has used her for us. One yellow woman just came to the uh, police station and was going straight to the DPO's office. She was in front of us. We are behind her. Immediately she entered the office. That was when we got there. The DPO was taken away. I guess it was his man, woman friend. He was taken away with that. He didn't read. He just stamped and signed. <laughs> See, that elder on our way back to Efo, he couldn't talk. He, he could not talk. Because it's like, I, 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 I've not seen things like this before. I said, I haven't seen it myself. <laughs> when we got to Efo Amuru, the police there were so surprised and shocked. Why? They said that you have legs. President said no crusade. You got letter that you should do crusade. Uh -uh. They said no, 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 no. You must have legs. Just lower it a little bit. Do you know that based on that letter, we had eight crusades? Because we became a terror. <laughs> we are serving a miracle worker. Who told you that they said that they have rejected you? You don't understand our God. You go back to the same place and they will accept you. He is a miracle worker. Let me tell you one truth. We need miracles in Nigeria. Good news. Miracles are easier even for God to do in Nigeria than elsewhere. Why, pastor? This is why. It's only in Nigeria that somebody will wire 100 million naira to you and nobody will raise eyebrow. Police won't call you. I was teaching like this on the internet. Yeah, I a doctor. He sent text to me and said, he called me and said, pastor, you are, you are saying the truth. He said, he's a medical doctor in the U.S. He said somebody sent him $10,000 one day and they started asking questions. Where did you get 10000 a medical doctor. <laughs> Do you know that in Nigeria, they can credit your account with one billion? It's even the bankers that will tell you this how to do it. Are you not done saying? Open another account, call it done. Open a third one, done and done saying. Johnson's done, another one. Johnson's done saying, another one. Johnson and son. Another done and son. 
Miracles are easier for God to do. In Nigeria, you can sleep as a tenant and become a house owner the next day. It's easy. It's not difficult. It's easy for God. I'm telling you the truth. You ask people that live in developed countries, they will tell you miracles are hard. They don't expect miracles. Government will tell you that based on your salary, you mustn't have more than this. They don't expect something God does. God does something supernatural. They will say what? <laughs> they will say what? You say God bless me. They will say how? But then here, we can finish the service. <laughs> And you sleep as a millionaire. That, that, that's what we are talking about. I was having a meeting one day and uh, I felt led to ask people to give towards Pytowa. One lady gave 50000 And we finished the service and she left. When she got outside, she owed someone $6 million. And the fellow called her and said, Madam, I know you have been trying, but you know what? Just forget about it. Just forget about paying back. Just forget about it. God bless you. Bye-bye. I mean, we finished the service. The fellow girl got out and they canceled six million. Nigeria, all things are possible. All things are possible. I was teaching in South Africa one day. I was teaching in South Africa one day. I remember one guy, Adegelu. I thought about angels. Then we prayed. Do you know that immediately we finished praying, they sent text to him from his bank. That is a strange thing. And the bank canceled his debt. This is not Nigeria. <laughs> they told him, they said that, you have been faithful in paying for your mortgage. Forget about the rest. We are glad to do more business with you. It's a strange thing. We are, we, are, we are talking about miracle worker. We are talking about God that we just sing one day lay behind you and you become majority. The Almighty. That, that is why. See, see, you will go on in that. Don't you have mouth? Say amen. amen. There, there is something about the miracle worker. He turns things around like this. It's like play. Yeah, like play. Hey, do you know that you may be a, a city figure in like snapping your finger? It turns you to a national figure. It turns you to an international figure. Have you not seen him opening a single door to an individual and that door leads to other 12 doors? Yeah, that's our God for you. That's the miracle worker for you. And that is why miracles will follow you, will come to you in the name of Jesus. Let's do some specific things. Because you can see that with miracles. You know when Jesus fed the 5,000? He said they should sit down in 50-50. Miracles can be organized. He, 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 he organized them. Everybody sit in 50-50. He knew ahead what he would do. So let's do miracles on real estate. Pastor, what does he mean? If you need miracles along that line, that's what we are going to do now. What will you do, Pastor? I'll pray. I'll just speak words. 
what will happen? You will experience miracles there. If you have property that you want to sell and you have not been able to sell, you will sell. If you have property that you want to buy and you have not been able to get the money, you will get money. There are some that you will receive as a gift. Listen. When some years ago, somebody did me a favor one day. Let me tell you the story. God spoke to me and said, go to Lagos. I came to Lagos. I saw two guys. They said, Pastor, you can stay with us. We make available food. I said, it's okay. I stayed with them for one year before I moved to another place. When, when I was about to move, God knows how to say thank you. One of them had a brother in the U.S. and he sent a car to him during Christmas. He actually thought that he wanted to go and collect one amper. So the guy just called him. You hear me? I have a, a gift for you for Christmas. Go to Maryland, go and collect. He was given a, the key of a car. You know what God did for the second world? He didn't have anybody abroad. One brother shamed like that. He was passing by and he saw a passat car. He said he had been seeing it over and over. Something just told him, ask about it. That's how the work miracles. He just went there and asked about it. I've been seeing this passat car parked. He discovered that it was a white woman that owns it. You know what that woman said? The woman said that, I and my husband used to use that car before he died. Every time I see the car, I remember my husband. Just take it. Bring 20,000. <laughs> this is a car that was not bought, bought by Tokumbo. Brand new. They bought the car. He said, bring 20,000. I mean, 20,000 that Shem can get without spraying. <laughs> that we are serving a miracle worker. When it comes to real estate, receive miracles. You know, I say receive miracles because it may be diverse. You may have shopping complex that you are looking for people to take. You may have it in, in mind to build one. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, acquiring your own shopping complex will be the easiest thing you have ever attempted in the name of Jesus. I know there will be lands. Yeah. Yeah, there will there will be lands. You know, sometimes you look at a place like Lagos and say it is already choked. And naturally, it may be like that. But what if you are given a house that is already built? <laughs> that already said to all this manner of choking or no choking. It's already built. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I release angels of God on your behalf and I say receive in the name of Jesus. Oh, we are having a miracle worker. We are having a miracle worker. You know, there are sometimes some things seems to stand on the way. Mm. Some things. One beautiful thing with our God is this. He's not looking for someone with the highest IQ. That's what makes him God. He looks at somebody like this and your weakness, he helps you. Mm. Yeah, that's why God loves to do things for people. Whereby when people look at them and they will say, it's only God that can help this guy. He doesn't have supporters. Can you imagine an Afghan candidate becoming president? You know it's only God. <laughs> Everybody will say it's only God. 
Because Afghan could hardly win more than two states. Douglas of becoming president. When something happens like that, you know it's only God. And that is why in the realm of uh, real estate, landed properties, properties, God will do things that is beyond your comprehension that people will see. And they will say, God has helped this guy in the name of Jesus. Okay, good. Let's come to healing. It works in that also. There are some healings, there are some miracles of healings. What's the difference, Pastor? Healing is the restoration of the body to the normal position. Miracle, look at it. If somebody doesn't have one of his kidney, maybe it has been removed. He needs a miracle for replacement. Because there is nothing that God will heal except he creates one. So there is something about creative miracles. There are some times I have seen God walk in that realm. I must have told you the other day of a lady that we prayed together. She was trusting God for the fruit of the womb. Thank God she was able to conceive. What was hindering the conception before? The doctor said that the lining of her uterus cannot permit fertilization. In fact, Dr. Kolade of Vine Branch said he has never in his experience seen anybody with that condition that is that pronounced. He and another consultant from UCH. That was their testimony. And we prayed. And God permit this girl to be pregnant. You know when he was, she was delivering the DCS, what God did was that he didn't remove that layer. The layer was still there. That's why Dr. Kolade and the other partners said, lady, we don't know how much, what name you want to call this baby, but had testimony to her name. And because this is not medically possible. That's miracle. God leaving what is there untouched and yet do what he wants to do. Now, he works miracles. And that's why we are going to pray on two things. Number one, we are going to pray about people that are trusting God for the right marital partner. Let me tell you one thing. There, there, there is something about God coming in for a man and he will allow you to cover distance. That, that's one thing. I was in South Africa one day and I met one of these our big pastors there and he met me. We met in the hotel. He said, Pastor Gbade, when we all started, we all concluded that you were slow and you know I was slow. I'm still slow. I haven't talked slowly. <laughs> but he said, we are all at the same point now. I said, we thank God. God covers speed for me. There, there is something about God covering speed. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, as many as are here looking to God for who to marry, God will order your steps. In the name of Jesus, I release angels of God. 
to go forth and bring on your path the right person to marry that it will seem like covering all the time wasted or lost in the name of Jesus as it is now people look at you and say what has the God that is serving done for him but every single mouth that have said that have despised they will see the turn around and they will wish they are in your position in the name of Jesus everything that has caused delay they are removed now in the name of Jesus where you have been run away from that people just run from you relationship that you may start and it will turn to fight in the name of the Lord Jesus God will plant the desire your desire in the person to marry and it will be all over you in the name of Jesus That's how it will be. Let's pray on healing. We, 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 we are serving a miracle worker. He, he works miracles. I, I, I have seen God turn things around in the area of healing. Of course, you know that one. I can give you testimony till tomorrow. Till tomorrow. I, I have seen weird things. <laughs> I have seen weird I was talking, somebody came to check me with his wife in the hotel yesterday, Israel. I, I told him, I said, sometimes you'll be like, I just hope that thing will come again. What do I mean? You pray sometimes and people give testimonies and even you yourself, you'll be like, is that possible? I, I have seen things that even myself, I'm like, is that possible? Some marvelous things. Ah, we are serving God that you can measure his ability. That is why maybe it's cancer, maybe it's ulcer, maybe it's whatever. Every single sickness in your body, from the top of your head to the source of your feet. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I release the healing power of God and I say be healed in the name of Jesus. I call the organs in your body normal. Your kidney is normal. Your lung is normal. Your heart is normal. Your breathing is normal. Your throat is normal. In the name of Jesus, I call your liver normal. In the name of Jesus, be healed in your eyes. Be healed in your ears. I rebuke every sickness and disease in your blood. In the name of Jesus, be healed in your bones. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He's a miracle worker. He's a healer. Yeah, he's a healer. I have seen this God do marvelous things. I'm sure I will have told you. You know, sometimes I pray on the radio. Radio. And Jesus will appear to some people that have come to heal them. Strange, very strange things. Because we are serving a Iglega Hasukutaya. 
you will be covering distance within the shortest possible time in the name of Jesus. That, that's what happens. Oh, when you meet somebody that gives you a house, that are shorting distance. It's a shorting distance of looking for land. It's a shorting distance of uh, uh, go and see them at Alausa. Uh, uh, the paper. The land is owned by seven people. You don't need to go through all that. That is shortening distance. And in the name of Jesus, God will shorten distance for you. Hallelujah. You know there was one day, Philip, when he baptized that Enoch, the Bible said that he found himself where he was in, so in the next town where he was preaching. God shortened this dance for him. He was in a place and he found himself where he ought to be supernaturally because he was aided in life. And you are being aided. You are being aided. The last area we are going to go into before I will go and sit down is in issues that have to do with people. Sometimes you need miracles. Paul says something. He said to the Thessalonians, he said, pray for us that God will help us, will rescue us from unreasonable people. When you, are, when you have unreasonable people, people that you can't sit down and say, let's think. When you, when you fall into their cobweb, it's so difficult. That's one of the reasons why Boko Haram is this. They, can't, they are not people you can sit down with. They are not. They are unreasonable. Sometimes you are confronted with unreasonable people. And it seems as if your hands are tied. But in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is something about God. He turns around cancer. You remember Ahitophel? When David saw that Ahitophel joined with Absalom, he said, God, help me. Because he knows what people like that could do. But God the Almighty, he turned his counsel around. In the name of Jesus, in the clusters of people, unreasonable people, either sitting against your money, or they refuse to understand, either hatred from office, either hatred in family, in the name of Jesus, I pray for supernatural intervention of God's power to avail on your behalf and be rescued in the name of Jesus. Every counsel against you is turned around against the oppositor in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, that's one of the greatest miracles. When you see the enemy just turn around and become your friend. That's it, that's it. When, when, when you see God availing for you, where they have called you trash, and God just turning it around, and like a joke, you, you won't even believe it's true. It will be like watching African magic. But here you are, being glorified by God. Because of his divine intervention. Have you seen a situation whereby somebody that holds you, you have even forgotten, you have even forgiven, then he pays back. That is what we are talking about. God working on people, 
the will of man is the greatest thing God gave to man. A man can use it against God. But see God working on people and turning their will to favor you. And that's why you are entering into favor. In the name of Jesus. In your office, you will be promoted. You will be promoted. Let me tell you about promotion. Promotion may come because you do exam. Promotion may come because you have stayed that many years in the office. But there are some promotions that come. It seems as if God just cheated on them for you. Why? Because he said promotion comes from... He said promotion doesn't come from the west or the east or, the, or whatever. It comes from God. There is a promotion that comes from him. They may judge you that you do not qualify. But there is a promotion that he is the one that says you are qualified. And that's why he will lift you up and place you there in the name of Jesus. We serve God with the longest leg. So when you are in a situation that you don't have long leg, he has the longest leg. And when he uses it on your behalf, things work out. Hallelujah. Can we close our eyes? Senemokata. And I had the word that says, say unto my people, a sota hali hata. You will not throw one dart or haru. Menka hali hita, for I'll fight for you. Nkuli bahata, judgment is mine. Menemo makalihi, I'm the mighty man of war. Melikutu kaikiba kusota kaliha, angry hita. And you will fold your hand. Man, monokla has to top rehita, and I fight for you. Kalibu, kaiki, bukata, kaikibo, so to Libra tata. And so, when you hear the enemy roaring, nemon sokata, be not afraid. Emeloso so no, but say, Jehovah God is with me, and he's my helper, and he's my warrior. He's the one that I follow. He's ahead of me, like a mighty man of war. And either too, you get there, I will have finished the battle ahead for you. So, don't defend yourself, but trust in me, said the Lord, and I walk on your behalf, and I will wrought wonders. Many monon, ikaikiba, kaikibo, sotota, kalihati, and the same people will come to you, and they will say, pray for us. For things have turned around. E no, no, ikaikiba, akayala. And you that you are thinking, see what God has taken away from me. 
Oh, don't share the law. I'm not the one that took it away. For I will not take good things from those that fear me. But you see, speak forth and say, I belong unto him that holds the heavens and the head, and that which has been stolen by the enemy. Come back, and it will come back unto you. For I'm not the one that took it away from you. And many have said, how is this year? But listen, the remaining part of this year is what we define this year. The remaining part of this year is what we define this year. Be not be deterred. Don't be depressed and say, the year is going on and we do not have harvest. For the remaining part of this year, you will have a harvest more than that from the beginning of the year. For the remaining part of the year, we define this year. And you will fly like the eagles and be able to see far ahead. And I've spoken concerning change. I said change will come. And that change will yet come. Either though the year comes to an end, there will be a change. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, we are serving a miracle worker. He's a miracle worker. And uh, we thank God for what he has done. He has done marvelous things. He has done great things. He has done miracles. He has done miracles. And we see and we'll enjoy that miracles for many, many years to come. Because this year is not yet defined. What will happen between now and the end of this year will be more than what has happened from the beginning of the year to this. It will be more than we are in the defining section of the year. And it will bring such a goodness, such a greatness, such a miracle. We are in for miracle. We are in for miracle. Marvelous thing he has done. This service, marv- marvelous things, miraculous things. Hallelujah. Amen. I will drop the books I brought to for somebody. He will tell you the price, then you will buy. Thank you.